Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was something out there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I am Chicky. I am at the Chikrin on Twitter, and today we are going to be covering John's second chapter in A Clash of Kings. Um, today with me I have uh, Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. You can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo on Twitter. And Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And as usual, we will probably spoil the books and the show and. Um, anything else? I love how we say we're going to spoil these books that have been out for, you know, 25 years or whatever it is. Um, okay, so this is uh, the expedition that started at the end of um, A Game of Thrones where everybody from, not everybody, but a big force of people from the Night's Watch have gone um, beyond the wall to kind of check out and confront whatever's going on. It's a little bit of a fact-finding mission because they're not really sure. Clearly there are rumors of, of you know military activity and also they've seen the whites and so they know there might be something supernatural but nobody seems to really want to deal with that so they've been um looking around at um these free folk villages wildling villages and um they found three three abandoned i think i think they just hit the third one as we open the chapter and it is a little village called white tree and it's a little village but it has a super creepy weirwood in the middle that is apparently and like i'm trying to like picture in my mind how this could be this werewolf is big enough that the like branches of it branch out and cover the whole town <laughs> i mean it sounds fucking ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> the mouth is big enough that like it could a whole sheep could just go like that is huge yeah goodness yeah this carved face in the weirwood, which of course, like John is used to being from the north and worshiping the old gods and everything, but he's never seen one. Well, he's never seen a tree this big. I, he says, I think he says it's the biggest tree he's ever seen, but he's never seen one with a carved mouth this big. The mouth is supposedly big enough that you can fit a sheep in it, which does sound awfully big on a tree. I don't know if this is like a, a redwood size weirwood tree. I don't know exactly what we're. Have you, it sounds have you, horrifying. Has anybody ever done the redwood thing where you drive through the tree? Have you, has, has anybody ever been? I've no. only ever seen that in movies. Yeah, I'm 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 the lone west coaster. I've well, driven through a tree, so I know trees can be massive, but still, this is kind of like how is this? Possible? That's even bigger because redwoods. I don't know. Mount Rainier. We saw some pretty big ones, but I get the I, you know, impression redwoods are even. I don't oh know. yeah, no redwoods. <laughs> Red, redwood dwarf anything we've got at the northwest you know, some, um yeah no so the, this crazy redwood or redwood weirwood thing now i'm just going to call it a redwood it's definitely a white wood leaves are red um has john spooked and as we kind of get further into the chapter as they're looking around this deserted village we see that everybody is is basically slightly creeped out because they they've been having this experience where there's not even any game in the forest as they travel through it. Like there are no animals. There's like nothing really living. And mm. this is something I had kind of forgotten as part of part of the weird stuff that's going on. I don't know. Um, it's very spooky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is spooky. Um, anyway, even ghosts apparently can't find any game, which is just um, 
pretty wild. So um, we meet a few more people of the Night's Watch. We get to know um, Dolores Ed here a little bit. Um, <laughs> Chet is definitely bouncing around a little bit. Um, we've got Giant, who is doing some scouting in the trees. And uh, the Lord Commander um, sends John with a note to give to Sam to send back to the wall, basically, that all they're finding is, like, empty villages. And um, the the Lord Commander is... Um, doesn't at least seem quite as spooked as everybody else, but he thinks seems to think it's important to get word back that all of these villages are abandoned. I think, I don't know. I, uh, what do you guys think? Do you, I, I get the sense that the Lord Commander is still kind of looking for a human explanation for all of this. Kind of. I think he's also more grounded. You know, like, he's got to be practically. I mean, you have to be practical to be running this kind of operation. Which and is I wild, because he was attacked by a white. Yeah, yeah but... I mean, never underestimate the power of the human mind to just sort of disregard stuff like that. It feels very Twilight zone to me, like yeah. the old show, you know, like, you know, the couple yeah. gets off of the highway rest stop and there's like a complete city and there's just nobody there. It's just very... And that, and suddenly somebody's like, why don't I hear any birds? Yeah, that feels yeah, like weird. That. Like when they're when you, you know everything's quiet. Like I've seen an eclipse before, and everything starts up and then it quiets down. But it's a weird feeling. So they must be feeling this kind of odd, like you know, absence. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, John uh, goes to give this message to Sam, and in a, a really um, weird turn of events, um, Sam starts talking about how he's less less scared now than he was their first night beyond the wall. Um, how he's, he's getting less nervous as time goes on. Whereas John's observation has been that he and everyone else is getting more scared as time goes on. <laughs> is this a, what is this supposed to be an indication of is Sam actually getting braver or is this stupid or what? <sighs> I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, I mean, cause Okay, granted, they're beyond the wall, and this is definitely beyond what John normally experiences. But John is from the north. I mean, it's not that different, and he's freaked out. Where Sam is the southern guy, you know, I don't know. I think maybe yeah. Sam a little, I don't know what the right word is. I don't think he's stupid. I think he's just... Maybe he's so caught up in his maps and everything else he's doing that he's just not even focus, focusing on what's actually going on. That could yeah. be... Well, we get this little line about how Sam has been um, <laughs> teaching the Ravens to talk. Ah, I forgot. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, and Mormont, whose bird talks, is like, uh, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway, then um, we get this little scene uh, where Ghost comes up to John and, you know, John. And this is a funny thing that gets thrown in. And it's kind of like you're like, how does he know? John knows that Ghost hasn't been able to find any game, and we don't really hear um, how John knows this, because, you oh. know, Ghost just hunts for himself. Mm. So I don't know if that's a hint well, of... It sounds like a Kobe hint. Yeah, <laughs> a hint of, of some warging that's going on. I don't really know. Um, anyway, then um, they just kind of <laughs> resume their march, and uh, John goes back to uh, the Lord Commander, and we hear that they are waiting to meet up with... Um, uh, Corin Halfhand, who has like another hundred guys, I think they've got a couple hundred with them, and they have another two hundred. I forget what the it's numbers pretty, are. Pretty big group, yeah. I think it was a couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have two, and he has one, so they're oh, like okay. so three hundred in all. Once they all get together, I think. Decent. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, 
and 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 Mormont is like, well, we'll we'll handle whatever's out there um, with three hundred people, <laughs> um, which of course, well, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Anyway, brief chapter. Does anybody have any thoughts about it? It was really short. That's what I want to say. It's just kind of spooky. I anytime you get a situation where you come to some place that's like empty like that, I don't know. It's like it reminds me of like I said, Twilight Zone or like the stories about the Marie Celeste or whatever. It's just that sort of weird. I've, the I've, opposite of a liminal space because it's uh, like a, like a liminal space is like a space you pass through, hmm. and sometimes like at odd times they can be creepy if you spend too much time in them. But this is a space that's normally occupied that should be busy. So I think you're wired to like expect there to be activity. And when there isn't, the absence of that is just kind of disturbing. Yeah, because it's like, you know, in the area chapters, they're going through places, but it's like they're not, you know, the, the animals aren't all gone. You know, it's like there's things hanging around. There's not like complete, you know, you just tell people have been abandoned these areas, but it's not, it's different. Yeah, it, 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 it to me feels like very much a... Um, well, it's just an absence of life, yeah. which must be, you know, some sort of setup for where we're going with the others, I guess, eventually. Um, and another thing that I appreciate about this is how um, you see John, who's very familiar, like, you know, he's familiar with werewoods. He's not necessarily, you know, scared of them. I think he definitely has healthy respect for them. But, um, you know, we see John, who's who's used to some of this stuff, and he's like, well, this is weird. And all of these these rangers who are used to going north of the wall, and they're they're feeling like everything is weird. It's a very good, you know, like eerie, everybody knows something's wrong. And it, mm-hmm. it's a little reminiscent in a way of what you see in the beginning of the prologue of A Game of Thrones, uh-huh. where, you you know, you get the seasoned POV of the seasoned ranger, and you're like, well, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> Things don't seem quite right. Yeah, I... I... And he, Go ahead, Cole. Oh, so I like the little bits about, like, the little comic relief from Dollar's Ed. You know, we had a couple. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I also didn't know. So he's old? They said he has gray hair. Is he just gray young? This, I uh, think he's middle-aged. middle-aged. Okay, yeah. I yeah. guess that I got skewed by the show. I forgot. He's, he's, he's one of these wizard. who's a... Yeah, he's a permanent squire, is the story with Dollar's Ed. <laughs> he, he never made it past squire phase. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It kind of does, especially with this <laughs> attitude. Maybe oh, the snarkiness damned him. I mean, it seems like a oh, God. It's like you'd almost have to have. I was like almost like jealous of like how how he could remain. You know, it's oh, you know, what's the point in worrying if we're already doomed? Like, what's the point in worrying about a kind of philosophy, which is, I guess, good to have. I don't like. I couldn't remain that calm. <laughs> We actually we had a question from Ancient Octagon on Reddit who said, you know, this is his first appearance in the chapter. And do you have a favorite line of his? I think in general, I don't know if they mean just in this chapter. In, in this chapter, I like the part about the the bed. He'd give all the what, cold and casterly rock for <laughs> just to sleep on, like the little hay bed that was there. It's like, what are they having him sleep on? Like, is he just talking about his travels, or is it just so damn cold at the wall that he's <laughs> miserable? Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, Devin. Oh well, there's one in I think it's Storm of Swords after some battle or another, where he's talking about one brother uh, who was knocked off a wall, who was knocked off the wall and missed the rocks below, and it was like, well, he was lucky that he missed all those rocks, and it was like, oh, uh, and I think it was, um, was it a long fall or did the water save his life? 
He's like, no, he was already dead from the axe in his head, but oh he was still gosh. lucky missing all the rocks. <laughs> it's so funny every time. Oh gosh. Well, that's in this chapter. There's one where they're they're talking about the dead and like how. And Dolor said is saying something about like, well, what, dead guys are probably jealous of the other dead guy who has more worms oh, or something. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a pretty long. One. <laughs> Just and a there, very ad point of view. <laughs> there's another where Sam finally hits a target on a tree, and he's like, might have punctured a lung, but trees don't have lungs as a rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, he's great and needed in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, definitely. A little humor. Um, did we have any other mail for this chapter? Yeah, Buck O'Hare on the Discord um, asked, what is the symbolism of the raven talk in this chapter? Is this corn code stuff? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because That's a thing. all of you... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know the corn code. We've talked oh, about this before on podcasts oh where there's like, there are all these predictions based on what, what Mormon's raven says. Oh. How, how often corn is used in that speak? I anyway, know. I mean, um, you could just think does, does Sam could just randomly say something and they pick it up. You know what I mean? It could just be a total. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny um, how John is spooked because they all say snow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It just feels like the setup yeah. for that later is what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> for when he's elected uh, commander and all the Ravens are screaming out. Well, and Mormon's Mormon's Raven already has said snow around him before too. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah, kind of a running. I don't know. Who knows what any of it fucking means? <laughs> that is our mail. Okay. Did anybody else have anything about this tiny little chapter? No. Um, if you would like to send us mail, which we <laughs> love, especially for tiny little chapters like this where there might be hidden nuggets, um, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at at door podcast. And you can always send us an anonymous message on Tumblr at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Um, you also can drop us some questions on the Jamie Brienne subreddit. We usually have threads running for each episode before they air or sorry, are recorded. Um, And as always, we appreciate our patrons on Patreon who help support us and help us pay our hosting fees. Um, You can find us on Patreon at at patreon.com forward slash close the door, I think. When am I ever going to write this down so I can just refer back to it? I don't know. Not today. Anyway, um, I am closing the door. Get out. (laughs) 